What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Hardworking Happy Hour. I'm Sean. And I'm Catherine. And as always, we'll be breaking down all things trades, entrepreneurship, and turning your creativity into a passion career. Hey, Sean. Hi, Catherine. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Happy Friday. Oh, happy Friday. We're actually doing it on Friday. Yeah, it is. Because we don't procrastinate anymore. (laughs) Yeah, how was your week of eating frogs? Oh, you know what? I'm starting to enjoy them. <laughs> Love the taste. Tastes a lot like chicken. That's what I heard. I have heard that. Actual frogs? Yeah. Like People frog say legs? that about everything. Like, ah, oh, it tastes like chicken. It's like, like, no, it chicken. Uh, no, it went really well. Yeah. I felt uh, less overwhelmed, even though a lot of stuff is going on. But uh, kept in the habit of just writing down my top priorities for the next day. And one week went pretty well went really well. Uh, I feel like we got a lot accomplished and I felt a lot less anxious about it. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah, I agree. It was a very clear headed. uh, We had a couple spirals this week, which we'll which we'll get into later. But um, oh, yeah. Oh, (laughs) you know what? I almost forgot about them. But yeah, we are going to talk about those because, uh, hey, wouldn't be a, you know, wouldn't be a premiere week without a couple little, you know, death spirals. Right. So, uh, but yeah, that. I would say overall, definitely an efficient way of uh, time management. So, yeah, did you do you feel like you uh, you ate some frogs? I did. Yeah, what, what definitely was, did. What were your biggest things? Were you also like my biggest thing was plan out the night, plan out the day the night before. What was yours? Uh, mine was block scheduling, but flexible block scheduling. Okay. And I feel like I did that this week for most of the days. Today was a little bit thrown for a loop because I had to do the filming today, which I don't normally do. So that right. kind of threw me for a loop, but... Good thing you have the flexible block because scheduling. Because I had the flexible block scheduling. It still kind of worked out. So, so yeah, I would say... I forgot that that all. was your thing, but now that you mention it, I do remember <clears throat> you saying throughout the week, uh, that's I have that in my next block. <laughs> I just kind of ignored you, and I was like, what is she talking about? Who cares? <laughs> just kidding. But, uh, yeah, so it went... Went well. You feel like that was a, an effective strategy for you? Yeah. Overall. Beautiful. Love that. I would recommend. I'm one weekend, so I'm basically an expert on this. How many, and, how many uh, stars are we going to give it? Um, Out of how many? Five? Yeah. Oh, that's we should do that for the the book club. We rate it at oh, the end. Rate, okay. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely add that. Um, out of 10. Out of 10. 10 yeah. stars. Okay. 10 stars. Give my block scheduling. I'll give it. Yeah, I guess. At eight. Or are we doing the book? Did you say an A? Eight. Oh. I'll give it an A out of ten. <laughs> I'll give it an A out of ten. Something's uh, not working if that's what you said. Uh, an eight? An eight. I give it an eight. It's a high bar. It's a high bar. I feel like it's an efficient way. If you can manage okay. it, it's an efficient way okay. to do things. I'm going to give my uh, planning the next day out the night before... Uh, there's still, I feel like there's still so much improvement I could do on like really creating habit around it and like, you know, how I, you know, prioritize things. So I'm going to give it a a five, six. Oh, okay. 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 So, you know, work to be done there. Okay. Definitely work to be done. I I mean, I don't want to say like, oh, you know, it's, I'm at a nine already. You're already at an eight though. Yeah. (sighs) Anyway. Okay. Um, well anyway, so this episode we are going to get into, this week, we uh, had a little bit of a spiral because we, we are constantly analyzing what we do and trying to make things better. 
Um, and that goes for how we do things in the business, but also in our content and that kind yep. of stuff. So we had this moment where we're, it was Sean, me, and Steve in the van, and we're all talking about all these different ideas and all these different things. And Sean was like, we got to get a calendar and put everything down. And, and it was a bit of a spiral, and, and a, it was an overwhelmed spiral. Yeah. And then I was like, take it back, take it back. Everything's fine. Yeah. And we kind of laid out all these things that we were talking about, and it was kind of like a nice little refresh, and it made me think of like, oh, we should talk about this, because this happens often where we're like, we kind of get it, this feeling of overwhelm and like yeah. how, how and when we should overhaul things, and should we do all of these things at once? Um, so yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about today, like kind of the cyclical nature of feeling this like overhaul bug and getting too comfortable and then feeling like you have to overhaul everything. Yeah. Yeah, I we definitely did do that this week and it was unrelated to cuz now it sounds like I lied about being less stressed out cuz of the the scheduling the night before. This was unrelated no, this, to that. This was like a brainstorming thing. This, this was, was like totally a, unrelated. Yeah. I did not lie about <laughs> that topic. <laughs> <laughs> it depends what your definition of topic is. You know, like Bill Clinton thing. No. Never mind. You don't get the reference. <laughs> uh, go, go ahead. Go into detail. Go into detail? <laughs> <laughs> he said something like, it depends what your definition of the is or okay. something. It was like, I don't know, ridiculous. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, we're in this brainstorming session about uh, this particular thing was about, you know, some of our video stuff and how we plan it and just like getting... In that moment, with all the stuff that we have going on, I was feeling overwhelmed by, like, just creating, like, a little bit more of, like, I felt like there needed to be a system in place. Uh Um, So it was kind of like a outburst of really, like, it was kind of like a therapy session. Because you guys just kind of let me talk. (laughs) Let me spew it all out. And then you were kind of like, okay, well... Um, this thing you're describing, like, that's my job. I do that. I'm not overwhelmed with the way we do it. And like, it's fine. And Steve was just like, I mean, he's always just like, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so I think it is a worthwhile topic to talk about. Like, how do you evaluate whether things need a big overhaul or stay, stay the course or, um, you know, just when to push, when to kind of keep going on the same route yeah it's it's tough it is a roller coaster of emotions (laughs) it is and i feel like we find ourselves and i I don't know maybe it's just a byproduct of how much we analyze everything that we do constantly because we have all these analytics at our fingertips yeah so i don't know if it's a byproduct of that or whatever but there are it feels like it's a cyclical thing where like we get very comfortable in what we are we've been doing and then it's like okay now it's time to freak out about it and something needs to change we need to get better things aren't happening fast enough or you know whatever the general freak out is and then we feel like we have to to do something and then we realize oh well no like like in this particular case it was like a scheduling thing and you were like, we got to write down everything that we're doing. And I was like, well, all of these things are already scheduled. We're already good. We have this system in yeah. place. I'm the one that's doing it and I'm not overwhelmed. So it's all, we're all good there. It's all Gucci, baby. Yeah. So, so it's kind of like a, you know, outburst to freak out and then, and then, and pull back. Yeah. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. Okay. Cause I was the one that you were did there, it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I think it's a worthwhile exercise 
to just like, you know, like explore that as kind of like a brainstorm. Like, what if we did just like turn this portion of the business on its head and do things completely different? Like, you know, have that like emotional like outburst of what if we are doing everything wrong? Let's evaluate like what if we did it like this? I think that that's like kind of a a healthy thing to do from time to time because Mm -hmm. most of the time a lot of the ideas are just like, okay, well, that was silly. That was just like me feeling like a little bit stressed out or overwhelmed. And like, we do have a pretty good handle on this. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a couple takeaways. Like, Hey, maybe we, maybe we could tighten up this, this portion of it. But, um, a lot of times it's like, you kind of feel this like unease and overwhelm. And that's how I was feeling in that moment with like, just what posts we had scheduled, what videos going to come yeah. out and like just scheduling, like, the van stuff um, amongst all the other stuff that's running around my head. And it's like, I'm trying to like hold on too tight. And it's like, I don't need to have like the best, like ironclad grasp on that portion. You know, it's like you guys are handling that. It's fine. You guys are using whatever system works for you. And I just need to like let go of control a little bit. But having that outburst was kind of just like, you know, it's kind of like almost therapeutic. Yeah. And I think what it leads to, like what the lesson I kind of pull from that is, is you have to have like a, a team around you that's going to be collaborative to an extent, but mm-hmm. also push back where needed. Um, because imagine if I was just there by myself doing that. <laughs> I might just start changing up everything. Who knows? You know? Yeah. When you don't have like a sounding board. Yeah. I think that can, that's when it gets like a little bit, it gets a little dicey. Yeah. You know? So let me ask you this. Yes, please. In this, the, this situation. Yes. You had your, your freak out. You were overwhelmed. You had your freak out. I, I, and we decided uh, what? I'm starting to want to push back a little bit. That was, was it really just a me? <laughs> was it? It was just a me freak out? I thought yeah, it was kind of a group thing, 100%. but now it's like, okay, all right, all right. We I, were all like immediately once you said it, we were all like, we're we're fine, everything's fine. Why are you? Okay. But anyway. Um, okay. Okay. So yeah. Whatever. It was a group freak out. <laughs> for this example, let's. I say. was just the leader of it. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody has to be like the conductor of the freak out. Right. So I was doing that. Okay. Let's say in this particular freak out. We all were freaking out, I guess. And then we all <laughs> talked to each other off the ledge and we were yeah. fine. Um, but on the other side of that, let's say we all freaked out and we changed everything and everything, we turned everything on its head. Yeah. Would that resolve your anxiety? Or would that just be compounding? Possibly temporarily. <laughs> Maybe you'd feel like you were doing something immediately, but then yeah. in the long run, you would just feel like, wow, I've created a whole lot of chaos for myself. Right? Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, I, I also want to, I feel like I should throw out there, like, when when we're saying freak out, I mean, we're not talking about me throwing things and, like, there's no violence. Oh, he was hitting people. <laughs> there, was, there was no violence. It's more of just Chuck like a... the van. No, I did not. That's a lie. It's more of a, uh, you know, uh, like... It, the ramblings of a madman a little bit. It is an emphatic speech. That's what it is. It's not, yeah. it's like a, it's just a mental, you're working through things in your head when you're doing this. And then it's out just loud. also coming out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> to us. It, it, it is like a brainstorm. It's a brainstorm. It's and a, it's, it's, it's all good natured. It's not like it is you. I'm sure in this moment you were feeling overwhelmed because you do 
personally and professionally have a lot going on. Thank you for and acknowledging that. We were, <laughs> very we, busy <laughs> businessman. Right. As we were talking about all these things, we were talking about a lot of different things that kind of touch a lot of different things, which then... I was bit, not touching smaller, anyone. <laughs> smaller. Okay. Okay. Our smaller parts of a bigger goal. So it did feel like a very yeah. big thing that we were kind of working on and working towards and through. So it just, I'm sure it just felt like a lot of loose ends because that's what, that's what it essentially was. Yeah. But then we came to the conclusion that everything's fine. We have all <laughs> yeah. the, everything's yes. fine and we, everything's going to be fine because we have already worked through all of these things. Yes. Always, always room for improvement. Of course. But. And brainstorming I, sessions, absolutely necessary. Yeah, for sure. And crucial to our um, well-being. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, now that that really was just like a brainstorming session. It was a freak out that led to a brainstorming session. Yeah. And I think that's obviously, uh, you know, a healthy way to go about <clears throat> any kind of like creative or business endeavors. You got to, you know, kind of hash out this, throw everything out there and, mm-hmm. and see what sticks. Um, I think it's a good thing to implement from time to time and you'll kind of come to two conclusions. Like the one that we came to was like, okay, reel it back in. Everything's okay. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe we'll, you know, tweak a couple things or, you know, for the most part, it was kind of just like, okay, that's done. Let's move on with business <laughs> as usual. <laughs> Got that out of your right. system. Go ahead. <laughs> But the other thing that it could lead you to is, okay, yeah, these are really good ideas. Like, that does make more sense than what we're doing right now. Right. And it's really hard to make that work if you're doing that in a vacuum, if you're doing it by yourself. Right. So we were doing it. It, it was, you know, kind of van stuff. <laughs> it was van work kind of stuff in right. this specific brainstorm. So it worked having the three of us there to kind of like hash it out and decide, is this good? Is this bad? Do we need to make big changes? Should we switch up our strategy? But if you're by yourself, it can be really difficult. So I think what you can do is find another business owner that's either, you know, at the same stage as you or has been through things like this and just, you know, be a sounding board for each other Mm -hmm. to be like able to check you and, you know, and half the time it's like you just get all this stuff out and then you're like, okay, I feel better already. I was just a little overwhelmed. Got to just work through this. It's fine. But, uh, it's, it's, uh, something about something about. Yep. So what would you say is your threshold for like overhauling? God, it's so low. <laughs> God, it is so low. It's almost non-existent. Um, uh, it's. I think one of the things that's so hard for me to be like, kind of a in a leadership role to like delegate things is. Previously, like when I was doing everything myself, you know, I was just like kind of following my intuition and just like, I instead of just like, you know, spewing all this stuff out, I would like, you know, kind of dabble in things and just like, kind of like meander my way. And it, you know, it was just kind of like a, you know, like a intuitive kind of way of going about it. Yeah. Now it's like, I can't really do that anymore. And that probably wasn't necessarily the most efficient way. It's really like, you know, just 
I think it has to come down to that collaboration. Like the threshold is kind of, do we all think this is a good idea? Ultimately, I could just say, I don't care what you guys think. We're doing this. <laughs> Usually I don't. And there's very few things that I'm like, no, I don't care that you don't agree. We're doing this. <laughs> there are a couple things because, you know, I'm the boss. But uh, for the most part, it's collaborative. And I, I think that's, that is the threshold. It's like yeah. kind of what, what the response is. Yeah. Okay. Why is it almost always negative? Why is it all? It's always like, no, that's a bad idea. I can't think of any recent what? time that I, we've had a brainstorming session that it's like, yeah, let's implement those things, Sean. <laughs> I might just be a crazy person. I don't know no, anymore. No, no, no. I think that, I mean, let's say there are a couple things in this, but like, let's give a specific example. Like <laughs> we were, yeah. we were set, like scheduling things on a calendar for, to post on social media. Yeah. And what you wanted to do, you were like freaking out. <laughs> we need to get a calendar in here and write everything down. And I'm like, well, why? I have it on. It's literally in a calendar on the computer. Why would I need to then write it on a whiteboard? So we can see it. it. And you, you're like, yeah, because you want to. You're like, well, everyone needs to see it. And I'm like, well, why? Why does everybody need to see it? Why does everyone need to know what clip I'm posting each day? And uh, then you're like, okay, well, it's true. Yeah. Now you say no it reason. that way. That makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just it's just a little. A little bit of freak out because it feels, you know. Sometimes maybe the oxygen level drops in the van or something. Like there's too many <laughs> of us in there. I don't know. It could be. Uh, I think it just feels like there. there's a lot of things that we do that are like little things that then lead to the big goal, which I guess that's for everybody. Yeah. But all these little things feel like they mean so much and they matter so much. And we need to be like <laughs> micromanaging each tiny little thing when in reality we don't because one person can handle that thing. And in this yeah. case, that person is me, and I already handled it, so yeah, I know it's totally fine. I know <laughs> it's. I think just difficult to like, because all the little things do mean a lot, and the little things do lead to like, like we've already accomplished a lot. We've we've achieved a lot of the goals that we've kind of set, um, but we're nowhere near like our ultimate goals right. of where we want to go, mm-hmm. and it is like, it is those like incremental 1% things that you keep doing that lead to the growth and you know that's that's like what you just need to like reevaluate like are we doing all of those little things like yeah. have we become complacent because it is about the little details like right. we can't just like oh you know whatever like we just build decks and everyone still thinks it's cool right like just throw up whatever it's like we gotta like continually evolve in our designs and what we build and on like how we capture it and share it it's you know i just think we always need to like kind of have those moments so we know are we doing all of those little things that lead to the big result like that compound over time are those things getting taken care of are we putting enough effort into it and uh this time i think yeah we were (laughs) but (laughs) yeah and also i think there's also an element of like when the when the systems that we put in place previously are working as they should, it feels boring because there's no yeah. chaos. When things are working smoothly, it feels boring and boring feels bad. We always feel like things shouldn't feel boring. Yeah. But it should be like, uh, you're like, oh my God, there's so much to do. We have to do everything right now. So like when you create a system that like, you know, when you schedule posts in advance, I feel like when you schedule posts in advance, those posts don't even count anymore. Like we <laughs> just gone. need to do another post. Yeah, they're like, gone. 
<laughs> it just doesn't feel like I don't know. That's probably just like a byproduct of this millennial hustle culture or whatever <laughs> side hustle type of situation. Anyway, we came to the conclusion this time. Everything's pretty good. And uh, everything's fine. Continue everything's on. Not imploding. Not. Im- <laughs> in fact, not imploding. <laughs> so that's great. Love that. Uh, uh, you got anything else on that? Um, no, I think that um, especially in this business, once I realized that these these situations were cyclical, it made me make more sense of them. Because before when we would have these free cuts, I'm like, oh, my God, everything is wrong. I, I, I was starting to... You were rubbing off on me. Well, I mean... Do I always initiate these? No, sometimes you do. I think that you... I would say that you're more a little bit more prone to it than me. Probably. I, but I yeah. do I do have my freakouts where, like, I feel like something is not, you know, organized in a way that I want it to be organized yeah. or whatever. So I do... I Obviously, everyone has a little freakout. So, everyone. you know, Of course. It's normal. But, uh, yeah. So I used to feel like, oh, my God, we need to fix everything. But... Now that I've noticed that it is cyclical and it's usually when things are just kind of coasting and feeling smooth that these freakouts come about. It has helped me realize, you know, yeah. wrangle them in. Is it really a freakout? Let's talk it through. Let's keep brainstorming. Why are we freaking out? Yeah. I think that is the crux of it right there. And uh, you know what? I think it's, there's a parallel I'm seeing. I see a therapist. Okay. Talk to a therapist. And I think yeah. uh, just come out and say that. In the open here. Everyone should. Thank you so much. It's a brave. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a brave move. Um, but it's it, it like I'm seeing that parallel because a lot of times it's just like when you you're talking to somebody like a therapist where it's yeah. just like you just say whatever and like you know that like they're not going to judge you or anything. As soon as you like get it out, like then you're able to like better evaluate like. Right. Sometimes like you just like keep things in and like with business like you have these ideas and you're like is this a good idea is this a bad idea am i doing the right thing am i gonna fail you keep those like things in and they just like that adds more fuel to it they take on like a life of their own and then they like become overwhelming if you can just have this open discourse of hey let's evaluate these things that we have in place like is this the right strategy we've been doing it for a while is there more that we could do is there things that we could change i think that is where you like take the power back for yourself. Yeah. You know, if you just stuff it down and you're like, let's just keep going. It can kind of like take on a life of its own. Definitely. Yeah. Like a therapist or in this case, a coworker kind of, they don't tell you what to think, but kind of gently lead you. Yeah. Onto thinking like, oh, about something differently. That's interesting. So. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. A calendar for just- everything. <laughs> interesting. Like the one I have on my computer. What? <laughs> I think that's a fine idea, Sean. <laughs> I do. Just I think gentle. that's a fine idea. I would say I lead like my yeah. gentle prodding is probably a lot less gentle than a therapist, but probably yeah. <laughs> um, the same place eventually. Yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> so anyway, um, I guess that can now be the conclusion on that segment. What? Just the whole, you know, just what we just said. Oh, I feel okay. like that yeah. wrapped it up nicely. Yeah. Now it doesn't feel wrapped up as nicely because you're like, well, what? And then I'm like, the thing I thought you were going to say said. something mean, like how I how I gently prod in like a non nice way. I thought that's that's what you're saying, but I get it. You wrapped it up nicely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On to the next part of the show. Um. What do we got? Well, 
I have this episode broken up into different uh, categories. Oh. And the next one says weekly update. It's cold. It's cold. <laughs> it is getting. Uh, oh, wow. I didn't know it was like planned out like that. Like we got different segments. Yeah. That's, that's great. Wow. Is this something that did this? Did this come from the freak out a little bit? A little bit, yeah. Okay, great. That, that was a different portion of the freak out, but yeah. Oh, there were so many different <laughs> facets to it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, weekly update. It is getting cold. Yeah, uh, very cold. And it's like we're just entering the beginning of winter. Yeah. Anybody that works outside can relate to that. It's like, you know. Things are slowing down a little bit. Like personal. Like, like our morale. Like our, <laughs> like our bodies because like they're so cold. Like our will to live because we're um, freezing. Yeah, it's it's uh, it gets tough to work through the winter, but I would say the biggest thing I, I felt really good so far because I've dressed correctly. Yeah, I've dressed preparedly. You know, you get the right stuff and you're kind of fine on that front. I, I f- agree with you like 95 percent, except the past two days have been so windy. It's really hard to combat wind. And then your hands get so cold. I cannot. Hands are tough. Everything is fine except for like my fingertips. And that makes hands it very, are, very difficult. Yeah. Hands um, are tough. But yeah, it's like, it's just, it makes things a little bit more annoying when you have to like blowtorch pavers. Yeah. Like we had to the other day. Um, right, right, so right. So I feel like it, like, and I, I feel like we've all been working very hard and, and those little annoyances kind of compound on each other. Like in this case, we were trying to do joint sand and we had to blowtorch pavers because they were all wet and we couldn't do it yeah. until they were dry. Um, so that was just kind of like a, a thorn in your side. And then for the past two days, it has been just like howling windy for some reason and so cold. So then today I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy the guys coffee and donuts because this week has been <laughs> a little rough. Yeah. And I think that that's just something to keep in mind when it gets this cold because I feel like it's not only you're dealing with the cold, but you're dealing with like the minor inconveniences that then compound to being like, oh my God, can it just be the weekend, you know? Yeah, like it's cold, being cold sucks. And then because it's cold, it makes certain things slower. So Mm -hmm. it's like, not only does it suck that it's cold, but it's also making things harder to do. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. I get what you're saying there. Yeah. Um, I guess that's kind of it for our weekly update. It's cold. It's cold. It is cold. cold and it shall continue to be cold for at least for a, a while. For a little while, yeah. So, anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, so the next segment is our new book club. Woo! Yeah. So, we implemented this. This also came from the brainstorming thing. Well, I guess it was compounding. We talked about it maybe a little bit. We, we kind of like week, had it. Hinted. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to start a book club where each week we read a book and we hope you guys will read along with us or you can just listen to our like little review at yeah every week. Um, so this week we chose The Creative Act by Rick Rubin. Yes. And so The Creative Act or A Creative Act? The Creative Act. The Creative Act. The Creative Act. Um, so if you don't know who Rick Rubin is, or do you have anything more to say? You want to yes. talk about the book club in general before yeah. I get into I this? I think uh, okay. like most things that are the hardworking happy hour. This is really just like a vessel for us. Like we feel like we need to read more books. Yeah. So we we're, like we're more interesting when we read books. We're more interesting <laughs> and we learn more and it just like, you know, it's good for all facets of our lives. I think Yeah. if we read books. So if we do a weekly book club, it kind of forces us to make time for books. 
Yes. So that's why we're doing it. And we think it could be really cool to kind of have like, you know, a little bit of, uh, you know, kind of like a simpatico kind of thing with our audience of yeah. all reading the same book. So we're going to let you know. Should we let people know right now what the next one is? Um, or yeah. at the end? We can say it now. We can? Yeah, we can. Okay. Go ahead. I forget. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> you like picked it out. All I right. Pick it out. Okay. Hang on. Oh, I can't check my phone because we're recording on my phone. Uh, okay. okay. Oh, dang it. We'll check later. <laughs> um, It'll come to me. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll say that at the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, but the books, as we've talked about in the past, like we've kind of done versions of this before. We always do like self-help books or business books or something that we feel is going to bring value. We're not going to just do like a... Not like a Harry Potter. Yes. Yeah. Harry Potter. Have you ever read Harry Potter? Uh, I read like the first two, I think. Okay. No, first three. Mm-hmm. And then like I got halfway through the fourth and I was like, nah, that's stupid. Yeah. Um, but... My seventh grade teacher, Miss Voigt, she was like so anti Harry Potter because so it was like witchcraft and bad. Okay. And but she did have a poster of a little tiny bear. I forget if it was like a cartoon bear or like an actual bear, like sitting next to like a potted plant, and uh-huh. it said she wrote on it Harry Potter. Precious. But it seems like she's really uh kind of a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. A little bit. Was that also the teacher that the skin of a reason stuffed with a lie? Yeah. Okay. She really had an impact on your life. Oh, she was. Oh. <laughs> she did not like me at all. Anyway. Anyway. What are okay. you going to uh, So this week, we read, read The Creative Act by Rick Rubin. If you don't know who Rick Rubin is, he is an American record executive and record producer. He co-founded Def Jam, American Records, and he was the president of Columbia Records. He, I thought you were going to say the President of the United States. I was like, I don't remember that. Where was that? <laughs> he might have been. Maybe one day. He, I'd vote for him. Maybe, yeah. He really was instrumental in hip-hop becoming popular, and he worked with people like the Beastie Boys, Ghetto Boys, Run DMC, Public Enemy, LL Cool J, but not just hip-hop. He like did a little bit of everything. He went into heavy metal, working with Danzig, Metallica, Slayer. Uh, alternative rock like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Rage Against the Machine, Strokes, Weezer, Audio Slave, Aerosmith, and then he went to New Metal, LinkedIn, 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 <laughs> Lincoln Park, System of Down, and he even worked in country, which I did not know this, but he worked with Johnny Cash and uh, the Dixie Chicks. What? Which they're just the chicks. They're now. just the chicks. Yeah. Sorry, I I even wrote that down. It's muscle memory. How to dare the you? Chicks. I know. Um. But anyway, so he's a really cool guy who he's like super interesting and he worked with, I don't know, something in his brain just makes music and he is so impressive with the things that he has. So creative too, like not just like an impress, like I don't even know if he is like really a musician, but he's like a song maker and, but like there's something about him. Oh, you did? Yeah, over over the course of his life. Yeah. There's like something about like the way that he can like take something and create something new and different and unique and um it's i mean i've all like always known a little bit about him mm-hmm. and um it's just super interesting i know that like he lives in hawaii right um like basically maybe and that's like where his studio is it's like very just and he's very philosophical and like into like meditation and yeah all kinds of stuff like that so 
when I, I saw that he had the book, I was super, super psyched about it. Yeah. When I, when I was reading his like bio and everything, it said that he's been meditating since he was 14. Wow. Which is impressive. Imagine Non-stop. a 14 year old boy wanting to meditate. I feel like that's, that's very impressive. Yeah. I'm impressed. I feel like I 14 think that's year old cool. boys are very into other things. We won't get into that. Um, so yeah. Okay, and then this is the this is a summary of the book. Legendary music producer Rick Rubin's The Creative Act is a a way of being is a mind-bending series of meditations on what it means to be an artist and a creator. Through 78 philosophical philosophical musings, Rubin shares the wisdom that we are all artists offering helpful mental frames for creating and moving through roadblocks and helps you develop an understanding of what it means to operate as an artist in the world. Which this book is awesome because, and I also feel like the people who need to read this are probably the people who don't view themselves as artists. Yeah. Who probably would never pick up this book. So if you're like, this sounds boring and philosophical, you probably need to read this book because yeah, it really, he kind of like tells people how to, to how to be more of an artist and also like how to find it within you because it's, it's within everybody. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No what the whole book's about (laughs) no it's not it's in the universe it just flows through you correct it doesn't come from you it comes through you yes but you have to open your open up your receptors to receive it right you're just not open enough if you're not an artist you're just not open enough you're not open enough yeah um no it was a super cool book and i i found like parallels to like all phases of life Mm -hmm. throughout it like it's about creating art but you can like kind of pick your own kind of metaphors within it and how it translates to different areas of your life. And one of the first things that I really loved about it, and we just talked about this last week with the last book that we read was like how you just kind of take from it what you want. Mm -hmm. And that was like in the introduction was this book is meant to be read. Some things will uh, resonate with you. Some won't take what you need and leave the rest and i just thought like after just like saying that about the last book that we read and like how we like take things in general just felt like for that to be the intro was like he must listen to the podcast (laughs) (laughs) that's what i was thinking that he does so uh i'm just noticing something realizing something Yes, what? I took notes on my phone. My <laughs> my phone's recording me. Did you do the same? Uh, I have, have phys- other notes to look at on my computer, but I did take notes on my phone, which is recording me. Okay. I think I remember everything. So okay. uh, let's talk about some of the impactful things. So it's, it's a very like loose format book. It takes you through like all different kinds of topics and kind of like ruminates on them. And yeah. it's just a, a very interesting read, not like... Uh, not like a, a story arc or anything. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like separate chapters and, and kind of like ruminations on those topics. Yes. So one of the things that uh, I took out of it was this notion of collecting seeds. Okay. Do you remember that part? Yeah. So it's like when you go to create something and, and I was kind of looking at it through trying to be a designer, uh-huh. you know, um, and trying to be better and trying to like find inspiration and like it's hard to say where do the ideas come from like they're kind of like a culmination of like everything that you've seen and things that you like subconsciously so one of his big things like being an artist 
And I think being a designer is like a little bit of being an artist. Um, collecting seeds. So like taking inspiration consciously wherever you are and like really making a mental note of it or an actual note of it and like kind of having this database, whether it's mental or physical database of things that kind of inspire you, you know, and you kind of like take all of those ideas and all those seeds kind of come together and they grow into something that's different from each one of those things, but it's kind of a culmination of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Cause you're kind of looking at me like, what are you talking about? dude? <laughs> no, I was, I was thinking as you were talking. Uh, okay. Cause what I was going to say was like a similar point to that. So now you have to think of a new point. You were like, <laughs> no, I'm still going to say what I was going to say, but I was oh, going to okay. try to work into it like a segue. Right. <laughs> it's like one of those things that you ride with the, yes, I never read one of those. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so I just thought that that was really cool, and that's something I've done, like, a good bit of um, from time to time. Like, if I'm traveling and I see something, like, at, like, a hotel or, like, you know, you just, like, go different places and, like, you see something cool, you'll take a picture of it and just mm-hmm. be like, that's really cool. Um, there's been stuff like that, and it it doesn't have to be something that you, like, literally look back on and, like, okay, this was an idea I want to implement. It -hmm. can be, but I think it's more of like you collect these ideas subconsciously and you turn them into your next creation. Like they all play a little bit of a part, but it's more like you just being aware of the cool things that are around you like all the time. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. I think we're not really aware of a lot of cool stuff that you'll see just everywhere if you kind of like pay attention to it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely. I think that that's... uh, Cool. Like, you're constantly getting inspiration from everything in your life, and I think that that's why people are, like... Especially in, like, building industries or, like, creative ways to do things, it's like... Yeah. That person copied my idea or whatever, but it's... You're really just collecting inspiration from everything that you see subconsciously, and you're constantly bombarded with information now. Yeah. Anyway, with, like, the internet and everything, so you're just collecting little seeds, and you're putting in your brain, and then you're you are doing your version of that thing, which he talks about in the book is like, even if you tried to replicate something, you're still going to do it in your way. So it's something yeah. different. So there's not, um, like it's almost, it's good. Not that you want to plagiarize or like steal somebody's idea, but like you're still going to do things in your way. So it's still kind of like a version of creativity because yeah. no matter what, you're still collecting these, these little seeds yeah. and making it your own. Absolutely. You're compiling all your little, your little, musings in your brain and making it something new yeah yeah absolutely um i think that the way that you just put that it also like i don't know it makes me think like especially when i first started doing 3d renderings like Mm -hmm. i would talk to other people and they'd be like i never post any of my renderings because like i'm scared that like other builders will like see it like copy my style or a client is going to like, you know, somebody's going to try to build it. And I'm just, I always, I never really like understood that. Well, I understood it, but I never believed in that because it was kind of like, I'm going to put this out there. First of all, it's going to be good marketing for me, whether mm-hmm. I sell this rendering or not and like get this job. Other people will see it and be like, whoa, that's a cool design. I can do like, I'd love to hire this person. Yeah. But it also like, it never mattered to me because it's like, I want to put all this stuff out there because if somebody wants to like try to copy what we're doing, like first of all, great. 
that's awesome. I would love to see. That's like a huge compliment. And second of all, like, I don't want to be doing the same thing a year from now. So, like, if next year you're doing what we did this year, like, again, that's awesome. And hopefully we're not going to be doing the same thing anyway. Like, we're going to be progressing. Yeah. You know? And it reminded me of that quote I said earlier this week. Remember? I just remembered it. What? Winners focus on winning. Losers focus on winners. Oh, yeah. So, like, not that it's, like, a win or lose thing, but I'm focused on, like, where we're going to go next, not who's behind us trying to, like, take our ideas. Like, I don't care, you know? Yeah. They're not my ideas. They're the universes, as Rick would say. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I kind of I liked his, his idea with, like, how creativity flows through you. It's not necessarily your ideas, like, from the universe just flowing through you as a – you're just the conduit. Mm-hmm. Um. And then he said, like, if you if you have this idea and you don't bring it to fruition, it's going to, like, go to somebody else. Like, Which, the idea has to come like out. Like, the, yeah, the idea has to come out. It's it's that idea's time to come out. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that comes up a lot where people are, like, with, like, building or different. Like, everyone's inventing all these little different tools or whatever. Yeah. And people are like, oh, my God, I thought of that three years ago. And now this person's making it. I feel like yeah. that comes up a lot. So I'm like, yeah. oh, that is, that's true. It definitely is true. Um, so I thought that that was really cool. Collecting seeds. And I want to try to be more conscious of just like being inspired by different things. Like you can go anywhere. Like you go to a, a, a mall or like a, a commercial building or a, anything. Like there's cool things everywhere that you could be like, wow, that's a cool architectural detail. I'm just going to, you know, mentally take note of that. Yeah. You know, just being more aware of the cool stuff that's everywhere around you. Yeah. That's, that's something I'm going to take away and take with me yeah hopefully love that love that another thing that uh i got it did you have one that you wanted to jump into uh yeah okay yeah go well did you are you well continuing with thought or you want me to i was gonna jump into something new but i brought up the last one and then you were like i was gonna say something so i don't want to steal your next one (laughs) um okay so So go ahead what i liked was when he was talking about how like creativity isn't rare it's just a muscle that needs to be like worked yeah like we all have this so when we picked this book and i saw you know it's rick rubin he's like very philosophical about creativity i was thinking okay i personally paint i make i well sometimes very rarely but i paint you can paint i can can paint occasionally when i do it i've seen your paintings Um, very nice thank you very nice Um, paintings we'll pop one on the screen right here (laughs) if you're watching this on youtube um so and 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 you do the designs, but we still have like a very design minded workspace. So in my yeah. mind, I was like, oh, that's where I'll find inspiration from this book. It's like art, physical art. But then in this book, he talks a lot about how creativity is not just like physical art. It's so many things. It's just like, it can be problem solving. It's just really yeah. all encompassing. And it's how you choose to like focus your attention on it. Yeah. And he gives a bunch of different like exercises and examples of how to like create or like flex your creativity and make sure that it's like a mindful practice that you do. But when I thought about that, I was like, it is really, it does come down to even just problem solving. Like whether you look at a problem with eyes that are like, well, this is the end of my day, I guess I can't, I can't figure this out. Or if you're like, no, nothing is, nothing is too hard to figure out. Like yeah. there's a, crea- there's a solution to everything like that in itself is creative. Yeah. So it really is something that, that 
that works its way into a lot of different things. And I feel like that when people talk to us at these trade shows or whatever, they're like, I'm a great builder, but I'm just not creative. Yeah. I feel like those are the people that could really benefit from a book like this where it's like everyone is creative. You just aren't, you're discounting your own abilities in this space just because, I don't know, you're not confident in yourself. You don't, which there's a lot of stuff about that too, like confidence in yourself with creativity. But um, but that's what my mind went to when I was like, we go to these trade shows and so many people are like, I, I, I can build anything. I know I'm confident in my building skills. I can, I can create anything in, you know, my field. I, I'm confident in that, but I just can't design it. I don't know. I don't know how to make things look good. I always have to hire out for a designer. Like, yeah, but it's just like a, it's just a muscle. You have to work. Anybody can do it. You know yeah. And, like, some people will say, like, just if they're not prone to, like, drawing or painting or, you know, doing designs or whatever, they'll be like, I'm not a creative person. But, like, um, the person I think of is, like, Ant. So, Ant would probably be like, no, I'm not, like, a creative person. I don't know if he would say that, but, like, he's not, like, a painter or, like, whatever. But, like, you give him, like, nails and screws and stuff, and he'll come up with, like, ten creative ways to, like solve a problem that like you know oh like well what if we just make this jig to do this like that's super creative so Mm. i don't want to say that ant wouldn't call himself creative maybe he does he does calligraphy he does do calligraphy apparently i've never seen it but (laughs) um but there's a lot of people like that especially in the trades that are like if you look at just like really look at like every day there's probably things you do all day long that are like just little hacks that you've Mm -hmm had to be creative about to implement to make your day easier, your job better or whatever it is, that's creativity. So um, I think this is, this is a worthwhile read for anybody, even if you don't consider yourself creative in the classical sense of the word. Right. Yeah. I like it. Something to think about. All right. So my next thing that I really liked from it was tying your shoes, tying your shoes. (laughs) tying your shoes uh and i've heard this story before but i thought it was really cool it's um i forget what basketball coach it was but it's um like a very famous college basketball coach and like the first thing that he teaches the students is how to properly tie your shoes yeah i remember this um from the book or from before the book no from the book okay um which is like for me it reminded me of like all of the the things that we were just talking about, like the small things, those really mm-hmm. minor details. Are we yep. doing those right? And that's like if you're playing basketball, one of the simplest things is like how you tie your shoes. So he like literally teaches his students that like pull the socks all the way up, make sure there's no wrinkles, that it's totally smooth, work it up from like the the toes to the heel up the up the ankle and then tie your shoes and don't just like untie the top like you know loosen the whole thing and tie it up cinch it one row at a time and then double knot it so that you know there's not that you know off chance that it comes untied during a game and messes something up and it's that point of it's such a little tiny thing but all great things are just a collection of really tiny things and developing the habits to like make those incremental changes to make that big thing happen and playing basketball like one of the first 
elemental incremental things that you can do is tie your shoes right mm-hmm. uh, prevent blisters prevent you know um a twisted ankle from the shoe being too loose like it seems so so elementary that it's like really you're gonna tell me how to tie my shoes yep. but these are things that are in like all of our lives and our work that that get overlooked like that like that could be done a little bit better and that's what drives you to like that 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 big accomplishment later is doing all those little things in the right way and you know just having kind of a system for it, like having a way to do things yeah i don't know i liked it i like that story and even in, in the story he was like imagine being one of those basketball players and your first day you're all excited First yeah. day, your coach is like you're one of the top recruits yeah. in the whole country. <laughs> your coach is trying to teach you how to tie your shoes. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, really? Come on. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, well, I feel like we could talk about this for a very long time. The, this book has, I think, it's like 78 chapters or something. I think so. They're all very short. It's um, very short, like little. Why nuggets. are we running out of time? We on are, all right. Yeah, well, I want to. I want to. I want to tell one more. Okay. I'll make this one quick, okay. but I really liked this one was my favorite point in the whole book. Okay. And it reminded me of the industry a lot. And it was on, um, Brian Williams. I think that's Brian Wilson, Brian Wilson, Brian Wilson from the beach boys. Listen to the Beatles album. I think it's called rubber sold and thought it was like the best thing he had ever heard. Like it was the greatest piece of music he had ever heard. And that led him to, like immediately start writing God only knows pets the album pet sounds but the song specifically God only knows is that's what he wrote right away and that led to him creating pet sounds and then Paul McCartney said that he heard pet sounds and said that God only knows was like the most beautiful song ever created and when they were writing Sgt. Pepper's they listen to pet sounds nonstop on repeat. And it's like, that's such a cool thing where one thing, like it's not competitive, it's collaborative. Like your thing inspired me so much that it pushed me to create the best thing that I've ever done. Yeah. And I feel like in our industry that happens all the time. It's one of the best things about social media is seeing you put an idea out there, like an inlay or a, you know, just some, some really cool thing that you can create. Somebody else will look at that and say, you know what? I'm going to one up you, or I'm going to put my spin on that. And then it just goes back and forth. And before you know it, like everyone involved has gotten so much better. Yeah. So I love that. It's something I've always loved about the industry and to hear something about like the Beatles and the beach boys. That's like literally kind of the same thing. Super cool. I think. Yeah. I also wrote down that point because I did love that story because it's such a healthy version of like competition. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's like the only version that's, it's the only healthy version of competition because you're still only competing against yourself. You want to create the best yeah. thing that you can create while like holding yourself to someone else's standard. But it's not like they were like, I want to beat the Beach Boys or take them down. They were like inspired by the beauty that they created and wanted to create something it like challenged them to challenge themselves, which I thought was yeah. very, like a very it's almost mature, done as like a way. tribute to them. Yeah, it's like your thing inspired me so much that I'm gonna go and now I can create this because mm-hmm. of what you created, and it's like it's built upon, it's 
they've all kind of built upon each other and like they wouldn't have been able to create that without all the things before them yep. that have built up to that point. So Beatles inspire Beach Boys, Beach Boys inspire Beatles. Balls in Beatles court? Uh, forever, I guess. I don't yeah. think that they're... <laughs> as far as I know, they're not making any new music, so... I don't know. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so... So what would you give the book? Um, Let's rate the book out of 10. So, hmm, I feel like I would... I, I wish that I had read this book, like, in a physical book, so I could have ruminated on each point more. I feel like with an audiobook. Uh, he kind of goes through these chapters really fast. I think he actually calls them meditations. Each chapter is like a meditation. Um, so I do wish that I had read it on paper. I feel like I would have gotten more out of it. Uh, but that's not the fault of the book, so I can't fault them for that. Yeah. So I'll give I'll give them I'll give the book a seven point two. Okay. What would you give? Uh, I'm 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 with you there. I do think it it's more. It would be a better. It's not like a book that you want to just like plow through and like get done. It's something that you really want to like, you know, maybe read a chapter every day and just like really think about that for yep. the day every morning or something. I think that would be a better way to consume it. Um, some of it felt like a little bit too much, like woo woo, like kind of out there, like yeah. stuff for me personally. Uh, but there was a lot that did resonate with me, but we still, we're going to have a lot of books to review, so I don't want to set it too high. I'm going to say, <laughs> Gotta really temper it. 6.9. Okay. All right. Fair. Yeah. Fair. So, <laughs> still some room to, to, to go up there, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. I thought overall it was good. Definitely would recommend, um, easy read, easy yes. listen. So yeah. check it out. Uh, the creative act. By Rick Rubin. By Rick Rubin. Okay, so for our next book, I just looked it up. It is Read People Like a Book by Patrick King. And so if you want to... We're not only going to read books, we're going to... We're going to learn how to read people. Read people. Oh, yeah. God. So this will be, you know, I haven't read it yet, so I, I can't speak upon it. But, you know, we thought it might be good for, like, sales and that kind of stuff. Perfectly right in our wheelhouse. So... Read People Like a Book, Patrick King, if you want to read along with us. Yes, please do. Um, okay, so now we are at our bad sales story of the week portion. Bad sales story of the week, and I'm going to take this one. And this okay. one is from our good friend, Ren, yeah. at Down to Our Stone. Ren does our countertops. So if you've seen any of our recent videos with the countertop, that's Ren. Yeah. So, okay. He goes... Gets a call, I guess. Goes to a uh, estimate. Goes to an estimate. Mm -hmm. Shows up. Yep. What does he find there? Police activity. <laughs> oh, Lord. There's been a murder. <laughs> oh, God. Someone was uh, murdered at this potential job. Oh, my gosh. And, um... I think that's kind of it. <laughs> that's like kind of where it ended. <laughs> I think the police kind of like maybe filled they didn't them in. Let him in. They did not. No, it's like no. I need to yeah, I measure for this countertop. Uh, so yeah, um, that was a pretty open and shut case. Went to the estimate. 
murder. <laughs> so do a video walkthrough uh, with groundwork safe. and keep yourself safe because <laughs> what if what if he was there? What if he showed up? Oh God, yeah. When the murder was happening, Ew. or whatever. Scary. I don't know. Sheesh. So all right. Don't worry about that. Do a video walkthrough. Don't worry about murders. Uh, yeah. And if you want to use our code, it is happy, hardworking, happy hour 50 for 50% off of your first two months for Groundwork software. Yeah. And I mean, like, worry about murder if there's something you can do about it. You said get the software and don't worry about murder. Still worry about it. Like, no, don't worry about it. Like, don't worry about it, like, on your appointments, but in yeah. general for, like, the world... If there's something well, that you can do about it to, to stop a murder, stop it. Well, how far are you going to go? Are you going to put yourself in, in harm's way? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But don't just get this software and completely absolve yourself of, of <laughs> worrying about what murder. it means to be a human. <laughs> and we're in this together. But, right. um, but you'll be safer because <laughs> you won't be going on to those safer. murderous <laughs> estimates. So anyway, uh, uh, closing thoughts. <laughs> yes. Do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, um, I feel like this is really your wheelhouse, this creative woo-woo so? uh, book. <sighs> okay. And uh, when we were talking about it, you were like, I, midweek, I was like, I'm not sure if I'm vibing with this book. You were like, well, no offense, but it's meant for more like creative people. So. That was just a joke. <laughs> I'll that let you just, take it from here. That was just kind of like ribbing. I know. I'm kidding. Uh, but so, go ahead. I feel like you have something to say. Uh, not really. I think, man, we really did cross some chasms this week. You know, we went from a total mental freak out to, you know, reading this philosophical book about how to be creative and it all leads back to that elemental question of, are we doing the right thing? Are we doing the thing that we were meant to do? Are we doing the things right now that are going to take us to the places we want to go? I think that is part of our deep human nature to be worried that we're not going to end up where we want to go and that the decisions we make right now aren't going to lead us to the right place later. So you have to be creative, think creatively, break everything down, really get to the core of what you're doing, why you're doing it, Mm-hmm. where it's going to take you and how it's going to feel when you finally get there. That's beautiful. <laughs> just kind of. Was that one of those moments where you black out? And totally. You, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could tell. You could tell. But I think it. It came that, together Oh nicely. my God. That was the universe. It, uh, I was just being yeah. a conduit for the universe right there. That was beautiful. Wow. <laughs> Way to really <sighs> wrap it up nicely. That was perfect, Sean. Great yeah. Job. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, so. <laughs> Yep. Make sure you, uh, hey, we're putting a lot more effort into these as video content on YouTube. Yeah. So check us out on YouTube. Uh, it's a fun way to consume this content mm-hmm. and see our faces. Yeah, we do we'll a lot of visual stuff the whole time. <laughs> if you're only watching this or listening to this on audio, you're missing out on 95% of what's <laughs> happening. So check it out on YouTube. And if you are going to continue listening on audio, uh, hit that follow button. Yeah. Leave us a review, all that good stuff, because uh, we put a lot of work into this. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. So thank you for listening. And uh, And we love you all. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week. That's my part. (laughs) 
Oh, until next time, it's been the hardworking happy hour. See you next week. <laughs>